confident if anything happens, they can deal with it. Most people can't. So they, they live vicariously in the film. Hey everyone! What's up? We're back with episode 9. We're back. We out here. Three left to go for yeah. our, our podcasting assignment. assignment. Yeah, so that's super awesome. It's been a good week. I'm yeah. tired, but it's been good. How about you? Pretty good. It's been so nice out. I want it to be summer. It feels it like It rained summer. last night. Oh. Did you know? No. Yeah, it was raining. Oh. When I was coming home. Interesting. I know. Was it sprinkling or like down No, there? it was sprinkling. It was really weird. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway. Well, it's nice right now. Sun's out. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, how much have you been using your phone recently? Honestly, not that much. Good. But... That's because of the lack of social media and, like, slowly integrating that back into my everyday routine. Yeah. What about you? Well, I did that thing where I didn't use it for a week, but I'm kind of thinking I'm going to go back to that because I didn't use my phone very much when I was doing that, obviously, and it was really nice. Mm-hmm. But now I'm using it a lot still, which is annoying. So It's nice to take breaks and whatnot from social media, for it, from apps that you feel like you yeah, know, really just consuming your time. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy, like, what you can do at that time once you When you're not looking yeah. down on your phone. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy to think about. Um, so, everyone knows that Apple has a screen time feature on built into the, like, settings app on your phone. Um, this came out with the, I think, iOS 12 on September. This is yeah. when they rolled it out. Um, but... And with this screen time kind of tracker... Um, I don't know if anyone remembers, uh, you'd get a weekly report and it would say you've spent in or averaged around three hours on your phone this week or per day. And then it would break down your hours and usage per app, um, but per that, day, but yeah, it would just send you a, um, you'd get a notification, yeah. a weekly report is what like they would call it. Solicited notification. Yes. But the craziest piece of this is that Apple stopped giving that weekly report. It was, again, this unsolicited notification that um, you would get weekly. And they actually turned that off with the most recent update. So if you, if anyone out there noticed, you don't get that weekly report anymore. But you can still find it in your settings if you want to look at your usage. Yeah, but that's not even the like craziest part about this story because there are third-party apps that do more than what like the screen time app does and like sitting said like there's limitations with it like it doesn't just automatically show up anymore and either it's so easy just to click it off like yeah. Apple, you can literally the apple's version you can like say like remind me in 15 minutes or just turn off for today and it's like so easy to like bypass the system mm-hmm. so people like parents that are trying to cut back screen usage for their kids would turn to third-party apps that have better features for um like, like screen kids time and usage screen time usage like camera control like location just services. restrictions and stuff for right. their children yeah um so apple actually like made these third-party apps change their business or um take the app completely off the app store that's which, crazy yeah so everyone's getting really upset about this because they kind of are like squashing all these like small businesses small app developers um in the process of of making their app like the only one available superior to all these yeah. other ones that's Even really frustrating kind of sucks, yeah for for parents and stuff too if they're seeking other things clearly apple doesn't provide provide it right yeah um 
Within the past yeah. year, it looks like they've restricted or removed at least 11 of the 17 most downloaded screen yeah. time parent control apps. So, yeah. So everyone's like kind of like mad at Apple for basically monopolizing that like industry. But um, are we surprised though? No, it's Apple. I know they do shady stuff like this all the time, but they do have a, a good reason for it that they um, put out in an, an email to a full like oh my god yeah to a concerned like person who emailed them um because there was a new york times article that kind of exposed this and then everyone was reading it and emailing apple and whatever but um uh so yeah this guy like emailed apple and they emailed back and they were saying that they are deleting the apps because they cause like security concerns because it's like um uh like, apps like that are really prone to, like, privacy breaches and hacking, apparently. Which makes sense if it's controlling, like, your camera exactly. or your usage exactly. and stuff. That makes sense. So, that's what their reasoning behind that is. But then, where's Apple's reasoning behind them watching us? I know. You know? <laughs> yeah. I know. It's all pretty questionable. That's true. And then, yeah, I don't know. And I was going to say something. I don't remember what I was going to say. Um, oh, they're, they, they like, said in, in this email or somewhere else or, like, in a press release that they, like, Apple doesn't want people to be using their phones constantly, but this is, like, kind of what it's making it seem like they do want to right? use their phones constantly, which makes sense. It's, like, they want us to use their products more, so we buy Why? more. Like, yeah. So, they want know. you to be using more apps. They want you to spend this time on your phone, and honestly, that's why we brought up the point in the beginning when they stopped sending out this weekly report of your time usage on your phone because i think when i saw that weekly i would see like six hours i don't know average six hours per day on your phone and i was like oh shit i need to cut back and then the next week it would slowly and slowly go down yeah my percentage is like oh you went 16 percent down or from your average last week and now that that's shut off i don't see how much time I spend on my phone unless you go seek it out yeah unless you go seek it out which honestly isn't that hard but still yeah um a little shady of apple it's kind of shady the whole thing is a little is a little shady but I do see where apps third-party tracking um breaches and issues yeah like, I, I see, see that. that would be a problem because they, they could get a lot of information from like the user's devices I totally get if that. you're granting like your location and all the information about what you're doing on your phone it's kind of sketchy to get you're granting your location and camera yeah think about that exi- everything you do on your phone too like oh, so yeah, yeah. That's a little, okay understandable it's understandable. it's understandable but there's also a lot of other apps that aren't in competition with apple that also get a lot of information from people's phones that apple isn't shutting off so you know yeah, what I mean? this it's just problematic i don't know i feel like this may develop into something sooner we'll we'll see something come from apple of this i totally know some security app or something in the next update or the next yeah phone. i guess so i don't know it's kind of sketchy but it really is whatever all right so do you want to i'll lead into the next yeah, story yeah, go for it. so this is actually a very very interesting story so scientists have found a way to give voices to people who can't talk so this is kind of like strange. I don't know, like voices of people who can't talk. I don't know. Very interesting. But it's for people who are paralyzed or can't speak. And um, as of now, they often gesture through their eye movement or um, in ways to communicate with people. And that allows them to spell out letters. But it's so inefficient. If you're thinking about it, that th- there is more ways to understand what they're trying to say and 
understand their communication process in this. So there, the study took five volunteers with severe epilepsy and had these electrodes placed on the surface of their brain and it allowed the doctors to see the areas that were causing the seizures. But it also gave the doctors a way to study the brain activity, which was associated with what they were trying to say and how they were speaking. Like, so basically a computer learned how to decode the signals that they were using to like synthesize their speech. So that's so crazy. That's really cool. So the pattern in your brain movement and the way that it was, that that's it could read your basically read what your brain was trying to say and then and then they would it would it sounds like a Siri or something like I know (laughs) it's like when they play it it's it's like it sounds really natural like it it's like sounds really real. It's so crazy. Cool. This technology is not like trying to read a person's thoughts, but it's decoding the brain signal of what you're trying to to say when they speak. So it's different. It's like a different process of between like you just your con- like your, your subconscious conscious thoughts thought. yeah. and your like conscious like deliberate speech. That's it's that's so really cool. interesting. And I think this is so awesome because it gives these people with um, who are paralyzed or often can't speak a way to communicate with anyone around them. And I think it's a way more efficient way than what they have now. And I think. This is just such a cool story. Yeah. It's, it says, just a few years ago, scientists expected it would take decades to turn brain signals into intelligible speech. Now that interval can be measured in years, which is really cool. This can help so many people. Like, people with, right. like, I don't know. It says, like, people with um, ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. It's, like, cerebral palsy. Like, so many people that have, lose, either are born without the ability to speak or lose the ability to speak. It's going to help so many people. Which is cool. It's just this idea of communicating through, without words. Signals, yeah. It's, it's cool. so cool. It's so dope. I think this is awesome. So that was a fun Super story cool. for today. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. jump in? <laughs> this last one is not as uh, world changing, but possibly. It could um, be. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so McDonald's actually just recently acquired um, an Israeli AI company for $300 million. Oh, um, $300 million, That's it? That's how much they purchased the company for. Um, and they're using this to kind of revolutionize their drive through um, experience for their customers. So they're going to they're going to use AI in their drive-through kiosk things um, to basically predict what users or like customers are, are going to want to order based on the time of day, the weather, um, and what they've previously ordered. So like if you're That's like, crazy. I would like a Big Mac, they the AI will suggest that you also get a Coke or some fries with your Big Mac because that's what people, other people buy. That's This is crazy. It's like online shopping. At yeah, this it's sense. like online shopping, yeah. exactly. But in real life. But like in real life, and it's food, and it's food. It's so, this is crazy. Yeah. What, what what struck me the most about this is that they were saying that this IA experience they they're doing this to have a more personalized experience with their customers, which is always weird to me when they say like more personalized. How I don't think an IA or like technology yeah. source <laughs> is a more personalized experience. Think about the interactions you have with. The person at the drive-through window, or any instance. Yeah, that's true. It's like a different usage of the word, like personalized. You know. I understand how it is personalized because it's like, 
it probably remembers what you order and whatnot from yeah. your previous times you've been to McDonald's. It's like, oh, last time you got a Big Mac and fries, this time. I don't know if it does that. That'd be so cool if it I would, think though. it was in the app. There's also, they're also oh, in the app. In the app. app. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it's just really crazy to think about. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to be. It's like, doesn't seem that useful, honestly. It's like, it cool, doesn't seem useful, but it's cool. It's like futuristic. Let's be real. That's really what's going on. Well, I think it's really cool. And I remember like, I was talking about this in like my presentation about Generation Z. Mm-hmm. It's like actually maybe I didn't talk about it. I was thinking about it. Um, it's like more and more like increasingly so the like real world and and like technology are becoming like one thing. Yeah. Like when you go to the grocery store, you can order your groceries online and like they can bring it out to your car door. Like it's like things that wouldn't have used technology like five years ago are like slowly becoming digitally like based or run here's the thing with that too i feel like some of those are very helpful and useful but other of them it's just uh, other things like that it's just kind of questionable to me it's like what is the point to have a touchscreen mcdonald's app that helps you suggest what you should or like at panera this is always so weird to me when they have like the tablets at panera that you can order on or you you can go to the front like what what was the logic i don't know do you think they're slowly converting to just the tablets probably yeah because if anyone goes to Panera, you either order, you can order in the normal yeah, line yeah, yeah. and go talk to someone at the register or order on a tablet. It's like a, key, a little self-service tablet. It's weird, but it's both, both does, they do the exact same thing. It's the same thing. thing, yeah. Which is weird. I know, it's weird if you think about it. It's like the the real world and the digital world are slowly like becoming one thing. That's weird to me. They're not separated anymore. Well, in some instances as well with like the grocery shopping, I know my grandma uses that. Yeah, but see, like, that's, that's helpful. helpful. Right. Yeah, I I think there's a fine line between helpful tech, and like yeah, useless. Yeah, how technology is helpful to us and in the future. Sometimes it just seems like a flex, like right? <laughs> yeah, like McDonald's does not need it's to like, be ooh, we can predicting have food on the like, based on the weather. Like McDonald's, what? <laughs> like so, I don't know. It just kind of seems you think like they should like, focus on getting like I don't know fresh ingredients, like healthier food. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. That's well, just me. that's McDonald's. I don't know. That's yeah, the thing. but. That is crazy. Yeah. So if you guys see a tablet or anything futuristic coming to a McDonald's near you, let us know. Food Snap predicting? us a photo if you know. ever experience this because it is coming. They said they're going to start rolling it out this year, so it, yeah. should, be, it should be here soon, which is Very crazy. exciting. Yeah. You know how weird? People probably won't even be phased by it. They're like, oh, cool. We can order on a tablet now. Like, I know. It's not even that. I don't know. It's, you know? Yeah. I don't know. They're the first fast food chain to do this, though. Really? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that goes over for them. Trendy. Very Super trendy. You know what else is trendy? I just saw this. Yeah, talk to me. Carl's Jr. is putting um, CBD oil in a burger and selling it. Shut up. I'm not kidding. Wait, when and where? Um, The states where it's legal, obviously. Yeah, well, CBD, I think, is... Is CBD legal everywhere? Is it? I think so. Okay. Um... The Rocky Mountain High Cheeseburger Delight debuted on um, 420 in Denver. Oh my god, I of course. How that did. That's so funny. Of course it was. That is really funny though. Yeah, that's hmm. a funny one. Interesting. That should have been a real or fake news headline. I know. Turns out it's real, people. Wait, we didn't share what... I forget what the story was. Oh, shoot. Oh no, we're sorry, everyone. Uh, what was the... What was it? We didn't. Do, we didn't do one. 
But we were because gonna, we had a messed up story last week. So I we, know, but we were gonna save the answer for this episode because we said it in the first one that we recorded. But I don't remember what it was. Is everyone dying to know? If I feel like everyone was, forgot. Probably I forgot. I don't remember exactly. I don't exactly. even think it was posted on Facebook. Yeah, I don't even know what the story was. So maybe we're just gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> we're gonna let that lie. We're gonna let that linger. I think we might do something more interactive or. A little. We need to do another page on our Podbean. <laughs> we need to make another page on our Podbean. So you know what that means? We're gonna be filming us record our next episode ten for you, so you can see us sitting here, kind of crying with our laptops open, just podcasting. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. With that. We'll see what happens. How that goes. Eek. Might post some behind-the-scenes photos too. <laughs> oh dear (laughs) but only on our podbean account not on instagram because (laughs) like us on facebook if you look at our podbean account i don't know i'll take a poll we'll see you're tweaking we'll see (laughs) um yeah all right guys i think that that does it for me that wraps us up for these stories kind of fun that was a good episode i think i like that we'll catch you on next one yeah i'll let ellie get back to sleep take a little nap a little nap time all right beautiful bye bye guys love you oh that was (laughs) here okay bye